We are back with another episode of Circle Unbroken. I am your host, Taft Ayers, and I'm joined in by my man with the F word, Coach Mike. Welcome back, sir. <laughs> man, you are setting me up for disaster is what you're doing, it's buddy. my man. Well, see, folks, if you don't know what we're talking about, watch this. Coach Mike, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. <laughs> with a capital F. <laughs> we are having a good day, folks. We hope that you are, too. If you don't have energy, what do you got? That's what I say. And if you can't find it, look around, see who else has got it, tap into it, and try to grab some of it and kind of ride the lightning if you can. We're here on Circle Unbroken, and today we are right in the middle of our corporate studios here. Everything is being gutted. Man, we have had hardwood floors being put in. We have had new walls being thrown up. We have had things being taken down. Studios getting a colonoscopy right like thanks thanks are happening aren't they coach yeah it uh we are literally gutting the place and starting over right in, in many many regards and uh we've been doing it now for you know five six weeks sure. you know a little bit at a time but we've kind of hit the point now where we're actually getting into our studios and that's making us scramble uh right. because we want to stay on the air we, we we're trying to do all this while we're staying on the air but uh, we're, we're having to change computers, we're having to change settings, we're having to change wiring even. Right, absolutely. And so there's always going to be those little moments uh, of uh, glitches. Yeah. <laughs> Just oh, the, yeah. the easiest yeah. way to put it. Uh, but uh, but we're, we're on today and we're rocking. That's so. right. Huge need for everybody to pivot. But it's the same way that our listeners pivot, meaning you'll hear us in your car, you'll hear us in your cubicle, you'll hear us in your headphones, you'll stream us at different times. And so we know that's just how it goes. And today what we're going to do is we're going to jump in to a subject that some of our listeners may not know about in the sense of some of our listeners may know is Taft, the, the host, the radio guy, the preacher, teacher, speaker, whatever you might think of me as. There's many other words and monikers that aren't safe for work, so you shouldn't say them out loud. But one thing people may not know is that one of my favorite things to do is if I can make a living strictly off of preaching weddings and doing premarital counseling sessions, I would do it. I, coach, I love it. It is so fun for me to go and to do and then try to bring it back home. I'm on my 20th year of marriage. Uh, she has rocked with me for 20 so far, and she can tell over the years. I told you recently, Coach, that I recently looked at my tally of funerals and weddings over the years, and I am currently doing, I have a wedding coming up, God willing, this weekend. I'm finishing up the premarital counseling with them tonight, and it is my 38th wedding that I have preached and done premarital counseling for. And it ties, actually, this wedding. So if, as long as nobody checks out before Friday, uh, this this wedding ties my number of funerals. And so I have, I have pulled up even this year at 38 and 38. So in, in my short life or long life, wherever you fall on that, um, I'm doing my 38th wedding, which ties my 38th funeral from a, from a ministerial standpoint. And, Coach, over the years, my wife loves it no joke loves it when i'm doing premarital counseling she likes it why do you think coach what what do you think my wife likes about that well you're probably behaving better because you're having to model what Again. you're preaching uh, that, that's something i noticed as a as a school teacher and as a coach um at, at, 
as the teacher or the leader, the mentor of the situation, I usually learn as much or more than my students do. Correct. And, uh, and then I also realize, I recognize, especially as a teacher, that uh, if I'm not doing it myself, right. then you know, I, I'm, I'm crossing that line over to, to the, the big H word, the hypocrite there. <laughs> and uh, nobody, likes, nobody likes a hypocrite and nobody wants to listen to one. So therefore, it kind of makes me, you know, if, if I'm going to say that, you know, if I want to recommend this to my students or to my clients or whatever, I need to be doing it myself. Yes. And I'm assuming that the the sessions that you're doing it are kind of renewing or kind of re- helping you remember yes. what you should be doing. <laughs> they do. And, and uh, then it's kind of like, oh, yeah, I need to be doing this. And uh, right. you know, maybe I've let this slip a little bit that I shouldn't be. And, uh, and so, uh, I, you know, your wife and your relationship reap the benefits of that. That's, that's what it is. It's, it's the equivalent of when, when COVID hit hard and we were deep in the zoom era and there were people that were having to be real careful with their mute buttons. They have to be real careful with standing up too soon if they weren't wearing pants, you know, all, all those things. Well, for me, it's that on steroids because my sessions now are not only do you want to behave like frontally where people see you when you're behaving but the next level of it comes in where i also have to make sure that my content is matching my character i've got to make sure the things that i'm saying are not only things that i'm portraying but things that i'm doing because for me right now i'll I'll do an hour tonight to finish up it'll be a zoom and i'll finish up the premarital session and that's an hour away from my family it's an hour where, hey, daddy's going to be in his office. He's not going to be accessible for an hour. And if I if I conclude that Zoom and I tell the couple, you know, that's getting married, the bride and groom-to-be, I'll see you guys on Saturday. We're going to tie the knot. And I click off and I, I conclude the Zoom and hang up. And I turn around and say, all right, honey, what do you want? Well, I, I was busy. All of a sudden, everything that I just said to them uh, is in vain. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's without meaning because I've got to put that stuff into practice. And so my wife likes it. And, and she will always say, hey, you're, you're doing better. And, and hey, I could really tell right now. And, and sometimes maybe it's like a month out, Coach. And she'll say, I can tell you did that wedding. It's sticking. You know what I mean? And so there's things where <laughs> it sticks around. And one of the things that I share with couples is I, I share with them back years ago, and we've referenced them on this show before, Back years ago, there were those signs that everybody put up. There was a some some donor or some person that put up these signs, and they would they would be these black signs, and it would say such and such, and then signed God, like like and it was like these these sayings. And some of them were based in scripture, and they they were ideas and whatever. And why one of them I saw, I would make fun of a lot of them, but then I saw one on a Sunday that said, uh, uh, "I'll meet you at the house." After the game, or, or come to, come see me before the game. Signed, God. You know, it's yeah. about all the people that are going to football as opposed to church. Good, yeah, yeah. And then I saw one that really stuck with me that I have used for years in my premarital sessions. After I saw it, and it said, "Beautiful wedding." Now invite me to the marriage, God. And I was like, "Woo!" Because you think yeah. about all the time that couples put into planning this wedding ceremony. They're going to they're gonna put all of their info, they're going to put all their time, their blood, sweat, tears into planning a ceremony. And if you want to know the truth, Coach, I am known for not preaching long weddings, 
My record. Maybe why you're so popular. Maybe that's why I've done 38 of them. <laughs> my record, and I don't aim to beat it every time, okay? Mm-hmm. My record wedding is eight minutes. And eight minutes. I, I did a wedding in eight minutes, and it wasn't on purpose. It was just basically you do, you do, you do. <laughs> you know, you do, I world. do. Yes, yep. um, yes I, I do. <laughs> I never preach them long. And here's what's funny about it. People will come up after the wedding to me. And they will say to me, that was very refreshing. That was different. And, and the reason they say it to me is we got more party time afterwards. We've got more socializing time afterwards. But lost in that, that I don't do long weddings, I try to get to the point. I try to get to it fast. And I try to make it stick in the sense of I want it to be very personal. I don't want to be the star of the show. It's not a time for me to orate and do all these things. It's a time for... Me to be the vessel that takes two people, shows their covenant, and on stage, the center focus of the stage needs to be God and needs to do that. And I could quickly, you know, do a bunch of funny jokes and do a lot of things. And don't get me wrong, there's humor in my weddings. But I'm known for not going on and on and on. And so here's what's wild about it. When I do them, I will talk to the couple beforehand. And I will say, if you need it to be longer, let me know. But I'm pretty short. And then I'll say this, because this wedding is beautiful. What you guys are paying the most money for, honestly, comes outside of the ceremony. The the food costs a lot. The pictures cost a lot. Uh, People getting there to this beautiful venue usually cost a lot. And so I will tell them, hey, we're going to do this. But then I'll remind them, at the end of the day, No matter what happens, if somebody misses their mark, if somebody does something funny or something messes up, if somebody is supposed to light this candle and doesn't light right, well, whatever it might be, at the end of the day, you're married. At the end of the day, you are starting your life together. And I'll remind them of this fact, too. I will say, listen, guys, people are going to ask you down the road, when are you going to start a family? You're starting a family right now. Like right now, conceive a child or not, adopt a child or not, add to your number or not. You're starting your family right now. This is starting a family when you are saying, hey, we're a covenant together. And so it's been really neat to have these conversations with them. And I like to remind them of things within our premarital sessions that they will need to pull out later. Because I say, I'm trying to give you tools for later in your marriage. And coach, the real phrase that I want to jump into today is, is a phrase that, and I'm not going to put you on the hot seat. That's, that wouldn't be fair of me. All right. I wouldn't do that to you in this moment. Anyway, I was going to say, that's, a, that's something new. That's you can, something new. Hey, coach, you can tell I've been doing premarital counseling because I'm feeling, right. this is how my wife feels. He's being very gracious. I can say, all of a sudden he's getting nice yeah, to me. You know, I'm not sure good. I know how to handle this. Uh, but I want to ask our listeners, as opposed to asking you, I, I want to turn it here and just ask some open-ended questions to those that listen and subscribe to our podcast here. And I want to ask you questions based on one of the sessions that I do in premarital counseling. And that session is called, the title of today's program, Spiritual Intimacy. Now, let's be really honest. These are some questions I'm going to ask you about spiritual intimacy, but I want to share some things with you. When I go through my sessions with a couple, bride and groom-to-be, 
and I go through those sessions with them, I will have these, what I think are wonderful conversations about, you know, finances, about discipline, about anger, you know, we'll go through family dynamics from the past, roles, relationships, sex, I mean, we'll, we'll hit everything you could think of in 10 sessions. But when I tell them that today's session is going to be focused around intimacy, let me tell you what usually happens. The dude goes, the dude looks at you and basically here's this. Let's get it on. The dude looks at you and it's like, (laughs) like he looks at you like, let's talk about intimacy and let's really get her dialed up for intimacy. And then I'll say this spiritual intimacy is what I mean. And he's like, oh, okay. Okay. And, And what I'm trying to talk to them about in these sessions is always this. To be intimate does not mean just to be sexual, okay? We think about that. If a woman says, I'm going to go buy something intimate, or I'm going to you hear my voice, what I just did, it was yeah. so stupid. <laughs> uh, I'm going to put on something, you know, it's going to be a little bit more intimate. All of a sudden, it's like candles, lights, you know, a, a good time. Yeah. And so you flip that over here, and if that's all that you equate, if that's all when you hear intimacy as you think of as sex, well, guess what? That means that you have very short periods of intimacy in your life. If you think about the amount of time that somebody has sex as opposed to the amount of time you're together on a daily basis, doesn't matter how much of it you have, those are short periods of intimacy if you look at it. Intimacy is sharing life with each other. Intimacy is not just something that you do in a bedroom. Intimacy is sharing life with each other and saying, hey, I want to have more of you and I want you to have more of me for better or for worse, richer or poorer. And as we've said before, we want you to know today you may be in a season of poorer. You may be in a season of sickness. You may be in a season of bad times versus good. And what we want our listeners to hear is this, that's when when you're in those times that you promise to be in, that you promise to stick through no matter what, you've got to have spiritual intimacy so that there is a well that you can actually pull out of, so that there are deposits that you have made that you can actually withdraw, that there's a foundation that you can actually tap into and say, hey, this is important for me. And so we're going to look at the idea of spiritual intimacy. We're going to look at what it really means to be spiritually intimate with somebody else. I've said over and over again that if it's worth thinking about, it's worth praying about. We've done whole shows on that. But then we also take it to the next level, and I think this goes for churches, businesses, and communities. So to tap into all three of our Circle Unbroken theme, if it's worth praying about, you ready for this? It's worth praying about together to have that opportunity. The current couple that I'm counseling, Coach, they have been dating. I love this. They have been dating for nine years. Nine years. That is, in, in, any, in any era, that's a that's long a, time yeah, to that's date. a long time. They are 30 years old, and they are fixing to get married. Both of these, here's the next part. Both of these two individuals are drum roll please normal people like when you look at them they are normal attractive people and in nine years they have not cohabitated and in nine years they haven't had sex 
And so as I have talked to these individuals, I have said, guys, this is the ultimate reward. Like, like you guys have raised each other to go from 21 to 30. And so a lot of the different things that we talk about when it comes to spiritual intimacy, and when I talk with them, both of these individuals will tell me all the time, hey, I'll say, can I share your story? I don't mean the details of how this happened or why this happened, but can I use you generically? Here's what they said. If it helps somebody, like if it helps somebody, you can grow with somebody and not have to do things outside of the marital bed. You can grow with somebody and not play house. The fact that they haven't cohabitated has driven their friends crazy. They've, they've said, you guys are wasting money in two different houses for nine years. You, you guys have been together so long, you're going to get married. So jump over your religious broom, if you will. Do whatever you got to do. And just, I mean, good grief, nine years, you're man and wife. Go have sex. Like, like, like they have yeah. said these things to them. And so when I'm talking to them about this, we'll talk about the ways that they have grown in their relationship. And one of the most powerful things that we've talked about with them is this session on spiritual intimacy. And I want to get into one of these questions before we go into the break. I want to I want to really state this. These are questions that I will ask a couple. And again, for confidentiality purposes, I'm not going to share their answers. But I want you to know some of the questions that I ask people. Some of the questions that I ask people when it comes to this. And I want to turn this question, like we said, on our listeners. This is the first one before we go to break that I want you to really think about. I ask this question for somebody, if it is a husband who is thinking about his future wife or vice versa, I will ask them this first question, and it's this. How do you think they, being the person that they're fixing to marry, need to grow spiritually? How do you think they need to grow spiritually? And it's a fun question, Coach, because when I ask them this, there's always a hesitation. There's always a moment of their answers are usually personal pronouns, me, I. Well, you don't spend much time focusing on your partner's weaknesses. Correct. Correct. You know, there, there's, it's, uh, it's a difficult thing to do mm-hmm. to expose. You may recognize it. You may know it. But Correct. again, this is your partner. You're supposed to protect them. You're supposed to nurture them. And to answer that question, I have yep. to expose them. That and that is, is exactly a right. tough, tough thing to do uh, in, in in those circumstances. Now, again, you're with your counseling situation. It's not necessarily a full exposure, but at the same time, that an, that question, that answer does uh, does create that that exposure. Yes, and, and it's me doing it. To my partner, it's not me exposing myself. Right, it's I a can hard handle one. that. It's a hard or one. Easier, maybe not as easy as some people, but but yeah, that that's that's tough to do. Because people could answer it when it comes to finances about somebody else. Oh, he's not good with money or nutrition. Ah, oh, she doesn't eat right. Or how do they fight? Well, conflict is different for her. We can answer those, but when it comes to spiritually, it's hard. As we go into break here on Circle and Broken, think about that question: How could your partner? stand some spiritual growth what's the answer what do you think we'll see you later circle and broken (laughs) 
This is Coach Trader's Golf from Columbia Central High School Football. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled. But then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the -the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. 
Got heavy-duty chores to do? Turn to Tried and True, a John Deere 5075V cab tractor with air, four-wheel drive, a loader, and a bale spear. You can put its power to the test, and it won't test your patience, because there's no time spent on engine regen and no need for diesel exhaust fluid. Right now, a three-year walk-away lease starts as low as $550 a month on this 5075E tractor package. Visit TriGreenEquipment.com. Offer ends July 31, 2023. Some restrictions apply. See dealer for details. This is Trip Stoltz with Columbia Ace Hardware. I love listening to 101.7 WKOM-FM, Columbia, Tennessee. We are rocking. We are rolling here on Circle Unbroken. I am your host, Taft Ayers, and I am joined in by my man, Coach Mike. Welcome back, sir. Glad to be here. Coach Mike needs an award. Coach Mike needs a certificate. Coach Mike needs a cookie or a strong drink. (laughs) Coffee, that is. Because of how he has gone through all of our changes recently. Yeah, it's... it's it's one of those things that you do. I mean, you know, you know, there's always that, that shot in the arm, right. you know, that, that's going to make you feel a whole lot better, but that poke just does not feel good. And oh, I'm, no, I'm in coach. the middle of a poke right now. So. Folks, he's in the middle of a poke. And what we mean by that is we are being gutted. We're being gutted here at Kenny Broadcasting. We have had so much work being done over here. It's a blessing to be in the middle of so much work, meaning that we are part of a company that invests in upkeep change we know that change and upkeep costs money uh we look around and we see our studios being changed everything being done differently here and so we are watching that we are we're thankful for it but it also requires some movement yes Uh, and and it's just a matter of of doing it uh and actually my end of it has been relatively small right Uh, our other tech uh tech people uh ann and her husband jeremy uh, they have been putting in some yeoman work in this last uh, week or so. Still got some more work to do. And, uh, you know, we, I want to give them a big, big shout out. Amen. Because they are, they are putting in the hours. And uh, they are keeping us afloat while they're putting in the right. hours. And, uh, and doing a super, super job of it. I asked her recently, I said, how long are you guys going to be here? Because they're from out of state. And she said, I don't know. She looked at me and she goes, sometimes you think it's a couple of days and it turns into, he goes, one time I thought I was going to be here just a little while and I was 18 days later, I said, it's time to go home. And I said, well, when you got the work to do, you got the That's work right. to do. I, one thing that was interesting to me was walking into one of our uh, bigger studios and I walked in there today and all the wires that were there, um, a lot of wires were being exposed now. And I walked in and I, I saw one set of wires and they had written on those, keep. And then another set of wires, and it said junk. And as I looked at those, I thought, I'm glad somebody else makes those decisions. Oh, yes. Because I'd be the one going, cut it. Yeah, yeah. We, 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 we've been down that road before. <laughs> Coach, that <laughs> and we be... have, uh, you know, in, in an attempt to clean up some, some wires, you know, and stuff like that, we started cutting. And 
unfortunately cut the wrong ones. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, man. I bet. Well, one of the worst things today. And that created quite an adventure. <laughs> oh, I bet. Well, I was in there today, and there was this closet right over here. We can see it through the window. And I opened it up, and there were all kinds of CDs and records and old reels that they had used. And our station owner said to me, he goes, my mantra on all this stuff is I don't care where it goes. It just has to go out the front door. And he goes, you take it. And I was looking at him going, I, I, I can't take this. This says Christmas 1984. You know, yeah. I, can't, I can't take this. But there, there was some really cool stuff. <laughs> I'm sure it was, yeah. As far as catalogs and all that. Of course, well, you don't have any equipment to play it anymore. Right. <laughs> yeah, you, you, find the right, hey, you find the right vintage person, and maybe they'll pay millions yeah. for it. <laughs> I, I can give you a name. So, <laughs> Somebody uh, to go see, right? That's right. Well, as we look here today in session two of our episode, we are talking about spiritual intimacy. We're talking about what it means to share your spiritual parts of your life with somebody else and how that develops, creates, fosters, enhances, keep going with words here, intimacy. And so many times people have associated intimacy with romance, kissing, sex, you know, all that kinds of stuff. But when you look at the idea of spiritual intimacy, it's saying sharing, being involved with somebody watching your life evolve with somebody because of spiritual depth. And what I do a lot is I do these different weddings and premarital counseling sessions, as I shared in the first session. And there's a session I always do about spiritual intimacy, as I shared with Coach earlier, that's fun. I mean, I love asking these questions. Let me possibly rephrase that. Mm -hmm. It's fun for you. Yes, yes. I'll be honest with you. If I'm one of your young clients or whatever, mm -hmm. this is a challenge. Right. Oh, it's this, tough. This is a challenge. So, uh, Because they share everything yeah. else with each other. Yes. And, and it's it's necessary. I think it's great that you're doing mm -hmm. it. Sure. But at the same time, it, it's yeah, it, it's a very uncomfortable feeling to answer the questions right. that you're and asking. And let's, let's take but that they, a little further. But that, uh, that, that it's that very uncomfortable feeling that you've right. got to deal with. Sure. And you've got to learn to share it. Do you think it's more uncomfortable for the 25-year-old couple that's fixing to get married or the 55-year-old couple that's been married to talk about spiritual intimacy? It depends on how that intimacy has grown mm -hmm. through that marriage. Mm -hmm. Honestly, sure. if, 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 they just, if it hasn't grown, it could be very uncomfortable sure thing. because now you're going to say things you haven't said in years. Right, right. You know, for a new couple, it's always, I don't want to offend them. Uh, you know, we're still learning about each yeah. other. Literally, we're still right. learning about each other. And I don't want to cross, uh, I don't want to cross something sure. here. But at the same time, you know, it, you have to, you have, you have yeah, to cross right. it because you're going to sooner right. or later. right, right. Uh, you know, to me, you know, that was always thing about the premarital counseling. You're going to have to cross these bridges sooner or later. I'd rather have a guide helping me. Right. Yeah. Than me doing it, you know, with my wife by my, by ourselves. Right. Right. And, um, and you said that you asked that about the, you know, the 55, 60 year old couple that, uh, about that time is when they find suddenly find themselves alone again. Mm hmm. You know, the, uh, the empty nesters. Sure. Um, yeah, they're they're having to they're they're having to relearn a little bit. And it's one thing to get underneath the hood of a car that's new; it's a whole other thing to get underneath the hood of a car 
that has a lot of miles on it, that has wear and tear on it, and you see what part's clicking and functioning and what part may need some yeah. attention, and that gets harder, I would think. Sometimes, yeah. Again, it's how have they done it? Mm-hmm. You know, how have they grown? Yeah. In those years. To use the auto it keep example, keep going. What kind of maintenance have you given it? Yeah. You know, what kind of attention have you given it? Have you have you tuned up? Have you gotten checked out? Have you said, Hey, I want to make sure we're doing this right? And, and so it can you be tough. You know, if you haven't, sure. it's gonna be it's gonna right. be a tough Well you take coach, take this couple right now that I'm doing the sessions with. They're gonna get married, God willing, on Saturday. Okay? Gonna be a fun ceremony. Going to be a fun party. Everybody's going to have a good time. Then in about a month, I'm going to see them because I'm speaking in their city again. Okay. It will be nothing for me in a month to see them and say, how's married life? You know what? There's going to be an answer. See them in a year. Okay. Come back the next year. Speak at the same event at their church. Hey, good to see you. How's married life? Still, Still within a normal range. If I see somebody my age or your age Sunday and I go up and I say to them, hey, how's married life at church? I've been married 20 years. You've been married how many years? Be 40, 42. Okay. I Some, mean, we're pushing. Yeah. Yeah. 42, I believe. Somebody <laughs> comes up to me. Don't ask me about yeah, my I know, math. I know, man. She's not You're, listening today. Again, <laughs> you said you weren't going to put me on I the come up, mic here. I come up to me or you. <laughs> sorry, two people that are yeah. deep, deep in the game. Success stories yeah. in the sense. And I come up to one of us and say, how's married life? Your first thought is this. What have you heard? Like, why are you asking me that, right? And so that shows you that, it will, as you said earlier, I can say this is fun, but it might not always be fun for the recipient because of what they have to think about, what they're forced to think about with these questions. And the first question I told people that I asked, and I said this at the end of our first break, how do you think they need to grow spiritually? How do you, how do you think that other person needs to grow? And I like to ask this question to people because newsflash, This is the person that you're picking. The person that you are picking, I like to ask you in a premarital session, how do you think they need to grow spiritually? Because if you say they don't need to grow spiritually, guess what? You just married Jesus and they're perfect. Everybody needs to grow spiritually. If you say that they need to grow X, Y, and Z, and maybe their judgment is off and their decisions are bad and you can't really trust what they say, guess what? They use their judgment to make a decision to say that they loved you. (laughs) You're being picked. And so you got to be really careful as you answer that question. The second question that I usually ask in a spiritual intimacy, maybe assessment or diagnostic, is this. What does their prayer life look like? I'll ask that question. What's their prayer life look like? And then I'll ask them this. After saying that, I will say, see, this isn't a question. This is a statement. On, I'm reading it from a document right now, coach. Honest answers only. I'll say, what does their prayer look like? Prayer life look like? I don't want you to tell me they pray before meals. They pray, I assume. 
They pray, I think. I want you to be really honest about it. Like, how do they talk to God? Because we evaluate all the time. We evaluate all the time. There's the, Remember that old movie, Coach Happy Gilmore? And Happy Gilmore, Happy Gilmore is hating on, uh, on what's it called? Um, he is hating on Shooter McGavin. And when he hates on them, he says, you know what? You shouldn't like that guy. The reason that you shouldn't like that guy, he says, is because he is not nice to old people or children. And he, when, when he says they are, they are not nice to old people or children, it's hilarious because he's saying you can judge people by how they treat others that might not be beneficial to them, that might not you know be people that you have to help more than not. You can judge people that way. You can see that. It's been said before. You want to see a person's heart? Look at how they treat waiters or waitresses. It's also been said before, and I sort of have issues with this one. I kind of can see where they're coming from with it. There will be people that will say this. When when you're dating somebody, um, look and see how, like like young ladies, look and see how he treats his mama, right? Now, there's always the flash, the opportunity of mama's crazy, waiter's mean, old people and children aren't exempt from being the devil, right? Like, it can be bad to know. Yeah. But you look at those as a whole. The flip side of all of this is how is somebody's prayer life? How do they talk to God? You want to know how they're going to be as a spiritual partner? What's their prayer life like? What does it look like when they talk to God? What does it look like when they have a conversation with the creator? Then there's the next question here. Do they? Like, like, do they talk to God? Can you remember the last time that this partner that you're choosing to spend your life with, talk to God? What does their prayer like look, look like? Can you say that you share prayer requests with each other? Can you say that you pray out loud together? Can you say, yes, they pray daily. Yes, they talk to God in circumstances and in situations. Coach, I will never forget. I was a Bible major. I knew how to preach. I knew how to do all these things. And we got married and I thought I was going to be a spiritual leader. And I told my wife, I said, we're going to pray tonight. I felt like a spiritual giant. I did. I'm leading my wife in prayer. We prayed. I did it. I talked to the Lord in front of my wife. It was special. It was powerful. I said, amen. And she looked at me and she said, that's how you talk to God? And I was like, oh, yeah. And she goes, that, that's how you talk to God, like when you're preaching or when you're in church. But I talk to God, ah, I'll, I'll pray tomorrow. And Coach, she prayed the next day, and it was like really talking to somebody that yep. was there that you cared about. And it put me in check about it. Mm-hmm. And that's what you got to learn, folks. You've got to learn about intimacy, how you share your life with each other, how you share the life that God has given you with those that are around you. When we come back, we're going to hit a few more questions on this spiritual intimacy assessment. And as coach said earlier, don't be afraid of it. Don't view this as some kind of medical exam, but view this as an opportunity to say, how can I go deeper with the person that I'm supposed to be the deepest with? Talk to you later. Circle Unbroken.
This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hosts for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I want to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. Did you know that 70% of Americans age 65 or older will need some form of long-term care in their lives? And even more frightening, 7 out of 10 people who go into long-term care will become completely impoverished within one year. It doesn't need to be that way. You do not need to go broke in the nursing home. 
Call Prochowski Estate Law to learn how you can protect your life savings and hard-earned property from the high cost of long-term care. Call me at 931-363-7222. This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charity, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. This is Coach Devin Simler from Columbia Central Baseball. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. We are back. That was not a Matthew McConaughey impression because I did it different, right? I said it was, all right, all right. But I'm glad you're back because we are finishing up today's episode talking about spiritual intimacy. So, ladies, as we talk about spiritual intimacy, it's your opportunity to go, hey, yes. Men, it's your opportunity to run. It's your opportunity to run, to turn it off. Go over to a sports show. Go over to a... a political show. Maybe you're thinking, I turn on this station for political talk, and now I'm getting this. Well, guess what? Sorry, it's almost over. I'm your host, Taft Ayers, welcoming back my man, Hot Mike. Welcome back, sir. Am I sure it's safe? <laughs> we don't know, coach. Come in, sleep with one eye open, dip a toe in. We are in this subject today. Folks, the reason we're talking about spiritual intimacy is that a lot of our shows will mirror things that are going on in my orbit, things that I'm passionate about. I told people all the time, I said, uh, when I'm preaching full time and I'll, I'll get to talking, I'll say, if I am talking to you today, about a subject, usually there's a chance that it's something that I've been struggling with, you know, in my daily life or or things that I need to evaluate and think about. And so I am preaching a wedding this weekend. Uh, I am finishing up another premarital counseling session with a couple tonight. And as I do those things, it just makes me reflect, makes me think about the different topics that we cover. And one of, as I mentioned in the first session, one of my favorite things to talk about is spiritual intimacy. And Coach Mike made a great point. He said, favorite or fun for you, maybe not for the others, the receivers, so to speak. And so I want to finish up today's session talking about the importance of spiritual intimacy, the importance of praying with other people, the importance of, here's another question I ask people, have you ever invited them, being your husband, your wife, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, the person that you're looking to uh, spend the rest of your life with, have you ever invited them into your spiritual practices? Now, let me say that again. Have you ever invited them into your spiritual practices? 
Now, some people hear spiritual practices and you think about getting out in a yoga mat, facing the east, burning some incense, and going, um, hey, if that's your world, go ahead. But when I say spiritual practices, what I'm talking about are the different things that you do in order to be closer to God, the different things that you do in order to enhance the communication that you have with your creator, the different things that you do to exercise your spiritual gifts. Have you invited the person that you are closest to, have you invited them into it? Let me tell you something, Coach. One of the best times that I've been in shape in my life, I wasn't going to the gym. Now, I used to go to the gym a lot. I'd go with buddies. I'd go with different people. You never find me. I'm not a gym rat. You never find me in there alone. But one of the best times of my life that I was in shape were when, you guessed it, my wife asked me if every night when we put the kids to bed, we wanted to do this collection or this set of DVDs. Put them in. Have a nice dinner. Get the kids down. You know, food digest, all that stuff. And then we would put these DVDs in. And we would do this exercise program. Guess what, folks? We did it. And we were in great shape. Here's here's where I'm going with this. Because we did it together. Now, I'm not out here telling you that you've got to exercise with your partner, all these things. But here's what I can tell you. We were invested. We cared about each other. We held each other accountable because we were able to do this together. We invited each other into our fitness practice. Okay? That way you knew that we were going to be healthier. You knew it was something that we were going to do together. Inviting somebody into your fill-in-the-blank practice, and what I mean right now is inviting somebody into your spiritual practices, you're going to grow together. There was no way that I was going to get in worse shape when she invited me into a physical routine, doing these things together. There's no way it was going to get worse. It was. It could only get better if we liked it and if you're a couple that can stand each other. When you're, when you're doing that. On the spiritual side, if you invite somebody into the things that you do that help you get closer to God, you're not going to grow further apart. Like you're, you're, you're not, That's not going to be the end result. You may not do it forever. It may not be your thing. It may not get you closer to God. I mean, it may or may not. But you're going to see how that other person ticks. You're going to see how they move. When we were exercising like that, I promise you, Coach, she liked it more than me. I promise you it was one of those deals of she couldn't wait to do it and she was pumped for it and knowing that her husband was going to do it would keep her accountable. I, I promise you that. But for me, it was I'm hanging out with my girl. I'm, I'm doing these things. It, it's quality time together. It's It can assure that I'm going to not eat as much junk because I want to make it through this workout, right? I slept better, all those things. And so in your spiritual life, when you invite somebody into your spiritual practices, that's intimacy. That's inviting somebody in to say, hey, here's how I talk to God. Here's what I do. It happened in my life, coach. My wife called me one day and she said, long story short, she said, I want to go and go to the Cheesecake Factory with you at lunch. And I said, okay. And so we went and she goes, I've got to talk to you. Well, I felt like I was in like a TV show. And she goes, I'm, I'm, you, your wife is taking you to lunch to talk to you. You have no idea where this conversation and to is one going. Of the more expensive places. Correct. In town. <laughs> Correct. And so we're there and she says, 
So there's something going on with me that you just got to know and you're not going to get it. You're not going to understand it. Now, also as a husband, you're like, you're, you, I've seen this play out before. Yeah, I'm looking around all kinds of red yes, flags. Yes. Yes. And here's what she said. She said every morning she'd been waking up two hours before me every morning. And I knew she was waking up two hours before me. In reality, I thought she was waking up one hour before me. Shows what I know. I'm dead to the world. I thought she was waking up one hour before me to exercise. And she hit me with it. She goes, that's not all. Well, then I'm like, where's she going? Like, What's she doing when I'm dead to the world? And she said, Taft, I've actually been waking up two hours earlier. And she said, I've been having conversations with God before I exercise. I've been having my morning routine, my morning ritual. And I looked at her and I thought, why are we at lunch for this? Like, why is she telling me that she's been praying? Why is she telling me that she's in a devotional book? Like, what are you doing this for? Is this inviting me into your spiritual practice? Like, really? And coach, here's what she said. For the first time in my life, I'm having conversations with God, and I've got some answers. And I kind of look at her like, okay, now you got me. What do you mean? And she said, Taft, we've been talking. And to know my wife, coach, she doesn't usually talk this way. And she goes, we've been talking, and we are supposed to adopt. And I said, okay, okay. We'd always talked about it. It's always been something we wanted to do. And fast forward to show you how the story ends. I have an eight-year-old who's probably probably my favorite child. Don't tell the others. Uh, but he's the one that we added to our family through adoption. And it all happened because my wife was taking the time in the morning to not only exercise, but to say, my life is chaos. My life is crazy. I'm going to start at 4 a.m. getting up and talking to God. And through those conversations, you know what they were, Coach? They were spiritually intimate to those conversations with God. Crazy story for another day. She felt the conviction. She knew the call to obedience. She knew that we were supposed to adopt. Now I love the fact that my eight-year-old son is here, and he's the apple of my eye. He's a fun dude, all because of her intimacy. Well, what she was doing that day is she was peeling back the curtain. She was inviting me into her spiritual practice. She was inviting me in to see what she was doing. She was welcoming me to do it. Wasn't shaming me. Wasn't saying, I get up, and for two hours that you're asleep, you wake up at six and think that's something. Uh, for, For two hours, Taft, I've been talking to God, drinking my coffee, and working out. Get on my level. It wasn't like that. It was her saying, hey, I've been doing this. Here's what it feels like. I want to invite you in. Well, it, it opened up opportunities for so much. That was one of the most spiritually intimate things ever sitting at that. When I finished that meal, I was thinking we should do this more often. Anytime you want to take me to lunch and we'll go meet, I'll drop things in the middle of the day for us to talk about your walk with God. Like, man, I am. I am in. And then I think, Coach, I told you I got an eight-year-old out of that deal. <laughs> it's funny. God put it on her heart, and we got the kid. Uh, but here's the funny thing. How many times since then have we done that? We've done it. But if it was spiritually intimate, man, we should do it again. Man, we should share again. Man, we should take those hard pauses to say, here's what's going on in my life. And I want to encourage people right now, if you are with somebody, and you are with somebody and you are dating them. If you're dating them, you're dating them so that 
it will go somewhere. If you don't think it's going somewhere, meaning you are dating them and you do not have intention to spend the rest of your life with them, A, I don't sit in the seat of judgment on you, but B, I would like to drop a fact on you. You're wasting your time and somebody's money, okay? You, 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 I mean, you, you, you marry who you date. Like there's somebody that you dated that, that you're going to marry. At least in our culture. Well, yes. Correct. And so, yeah, very fair. And so the flip side of that is think about how spiritual they are, how spiritual you are, how spiritual, here's the next part, you're allowed to be, how spiritually free they are with you as far as saying and talking and expressing, and then think about all the time you spend talking about other things, dot, 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 that might just not matter. Have I spent more time this week talking to my bride about the checkbook than I have the gospel? Have I spent more time this week talking to my kids, another level of intimacy, talking to my kids about their school behavior, athletic performance, and dental hygiene than I have the fruit of the Spirit in their life? Have I been more accessible to them to talk to me about the dad things in life, which are bad, none of these things are bad, than I have to talk to about the areas of deficiency, maybe spiritually in their life and mine? Here's a problem. I read it before. It's a fun quote. But we raise kids in generations that what we focus on is their braces, their physical looks, their appearance, and they've got straight teeth and crooked morals. I'm afraid that we have marriages that are defined as faithful because people continue to sleep underneath the same roof. I'm afraid that we have marriages that are defined as faithful because they hadn't killed each other yet. Well, guess what? Not killing your spouse is a great thing. Guess what? Staying underneath the same roof, that's awesome. That's called success. That's called longevity, staying power. But there is a deeper level of intimacy that God calls you to have with somebody when you're sharing life with each other. When you think about intimacy, as we conclude today, when you think about intimacy, do you just think about physical things? Do you just think about romance? Because I want to challenge you today to think about intimacy in the sense of sharing your life with somebody, sharing your rhythm with somebody and saying to them, I'm thankful that you're in my orbit and God put you in it. Think about these things today. I want to challenge you to be more spiritually intimate. Go deeper as together we stand and sing. I'm just kidding. Talk to you next time on Circle Unbroken.
This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee.